following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a beautiful Wednesday edition. By beautiful, I mean extremely rainy and cold here in Frisco, Texas. But it's a beautiful day because guess what? It's time for some Talking Cowboys here on this Wednesday. Glad you're with us on DallasCowboys.com because, boy, do we have a lot we've got to get to that happened over the past 24 hours and we're also going to preview mm. the Philadelphia offense going up against this Cowboys defense that, because of what happened over the last 24 hours, is probably going to be, be a, a little bit different looking come Sunday. Isaiah Stanback, our re- resident Super Bowl champion, our Cowboys insider, Mr. Rob Phillips, and everybody's favorite, Mr. Heckma Harrison, the sultry voice of Heckma Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. And now... I, I just want to I, I want to preface this by saying we kind of talked about this in terms of where do you start? Where do you start with personnel? Do you start with coaching? Do you start with the 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 front office? Where do you start addressing changes? Where do you start making changes in terms of the Cowboys in their makeup of a roster or a, a, a staff or whatever you want to talk about? And we all kind of said the players. We said that at this point, whenever there's a change of the coaching staff and yet it gets worse, it ultimately probably goes on the talent of the players. Well, Rob, yesterday they started to address that. Trading Everson Griffin to the Detroit Lions for a sixth-round conditional pick, one that could potentially turn into a fifth-round pick. But dissect this deal for me, Rob, and tell us the, the how it is a win for the Cowboys and also it, it's a little bit of a win for Everson Griffin. Yeah, they save, I think, $3 million bucks, you know, half his salary for this season or what he was going to make uh, ultimately on the one-year deal. And look, you know, if he was going to leave in free agency next year, you're trying to get a compensatory draft pick. So it's, you kind of look at it that way. And on the other side of it, it's opening up snaps for younger guys, guys that, I, you know, I don't know if they look at it and say, oh, we're going to have a significant drop-off, to be quite honest with you. They want to get Randy Gregory more snaps, I believe. He had six uh, against Washington in his season debut. You've been on the table for Bradley and I, Kyle, number 56. Yes, I have been. And weeks and weeks, and, and he might <laughs> definitely get more snaps now. Dorrance Armstrong might get more snaps now as well. And we'll see how it goes. I think we've been talking for a while that, you know, this didn't seem like a fit, even though I think when he got signed during training camp, I think only thing missing on this show was balloons, man. Yep. We were, uh, everybody was pretty excited about it. <laughs> yep. But as we'll continue to get into, you know, a lot of the moves they made on the defensive side of the ball have not worked out, and there may be more changes coming. <laughs> and Rob made a Rob, Rob, made, that's cool. that's Rob cool, makes bro. a good point though. The thing is, is as a show, we say it with our chest quite a bit, and we're very <laughs> excited, we're very passionate, and we're also opinionated. But we'll also say it with our chest with like we were wrong. We 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 missed this one. We we all missed it, and we weren't alone in that regard. I think a lot of Cowboys Nation was rejoicing Heckma on that signing, but it just ultimately didn't pan out. 
Hey, man, I wrote a song. You want to hear it? Yes. Here it goes. Here go. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. Right? <laughs> man, I feel like one of those one of those uh, promotional dummies that put the air in is just like doing like, I cannot believe this season. I mean, you, you talk about grand opening, grand closing for Everson Griffin. That just didn't work out. And just seeing him on the field, it just seemed like the chemistry was never there. And just talking about the when he you know came out talking about wanting to be in a three point stance versus the two point all mm, of those yeah. things all yep. of those things were telltale signs that we were going in the wrong direction and you know um, champ you've made a lot about culture you've made a lot about how you get this thing right it you right the ship uh, and, and it starts with getting rid of guys that are not effective I think they had to do something they had to do something because right now they're not they're not able to get the attention of the players. And this was just that kind of move, just to say, all right, put your, you know, I'm putting everybody on notice. And trust me, there are a lot of guys right now that are packing up this stuff. Yeah, buddy. Uh, we talked about this a lot, and absolutely right, you guys. We are we are grown men out here. We'll tell you when we're wrong, or when we <laughs> at least when we believe we're wrong, and when we are wrong. Um, and we, I think we all, nobody, I don't think anybody in the in the country uh, expected this to not go well. All right, um, I think you know by picking up Gerald McCoy, by picking up Griffin, by picking up Poe, you know, you thought you had some vets that were going to come out here and continue to do what they've done historically, and it just hasn't been the case. McCoy got hurt. Um, you know, Poe's been playing Poe, Griffin. Uh, just didn't work seemingly um and we we alluded to you already alluded to you know him you know talking you know kind of leaking out some stuff right we talked about the soda can right that soda pop you know he leaked out a little stuff earlier on talking about I, you know i put my hand in the ground oh, oh really oh, oh really that's what you do um so he just seemingly didn't fit and you know but kudos and hats off to jerry jones i know there's always a question mark as to who's you know who's calling the shots now is it jerry is it steven who's really doing it guess what this was jerry jones letting you Letting everybody know, like you said, heck, everybody's on notice, right? Uh, what, 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 what did the boxer say? He said, "A can man, everybody can get it, right?" Um, and yeah. and this is this is a, this is a high alert. This lets the entire locker room know. Trust me, when something like this goes down, everybody in the locker room goes, "Ooh, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> yeah. let me figure it out." So we may see some more moves, and my we may not see them some more moves until next week. This might have been a, a power move that, 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 that Mr. Jones made, and and then he's going to wait and see. Are you guys going to step it up this week, or do I need to continue doing what I'm doing? Don't worry. We are going to get to the Tom Palacero report here in just a little bit, and maybe what that even means and, and things like that. But I want to stick with Everson Griffin for now. And uh, Isaiah, I know you had really been on that early whenever you talked about it a couple weeks ago. I mean, we, especially me, I'll admit it, I dismissed it from the get go when you were talking about how Everson Griffin was saying, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a two point stance guy. I want to put my hand in the ground, that kind of thing. Just kind of going against the flow of what the scheme change and not buying into what this defensive staff was selling is this really was that the 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 domino the first one that started to fall that kind of led to this or was there other stuff other smoke that that kind of allowed this fire to happen oh no there's definitely more smoke i mean obviously we don't have b car here Right. We, we talked about how we didn't have no solid information, but there were rumors. Right. There's rumors that that B car, you know, made some statements in the locker room talking about how the coaches don't know what the heck they're talking about. Guess what, B car? Uh, right now, bye bye then. Right. So they get rid of guys like that. Right. If you're, if you're not getting with the program, if you're going to listen to in, the, in this league, OK, because I've been let go because I've, I've quote unquote challenged the regime or I have my opinion. 
when you go against or you or coaches feel as if you're threatening either their their um, their authority or if you're challenging what it is that they're trying to get across to the rest of the players, they will get rid of you in a heartbeat. Right. So you either get with the program or you either just be quiet about it. One of the two. Right. Um, you don't have to be you know, they they don't. I don't want to say this league likes yes men, but this league doesn't like guys who go who have who, who voice their opinions, right? And obviously Griffin putting that out there uh, to the media was him voicing his opinion. And guess what? That opinion was against what this coach is trying to do. It was against the direction that these guys are going. And especially when you have veterans, right? Guys who have been around, guys who have been successful in the past, and they voice their opinion on what's being called. Guess what? That is a direct threat to these coaches' authority, and they can't have it, and they won't have it in the locker room. So bye-bye, B-Carr. Bye-bye, Griffin. Who's next? And especially, you know, when you're trying to change an entire scheme on the fly, it's hard enough to try to get that yep. done and get it accomplished. So you're right. Like, th- I think that becomes even more significant when there's trying to be so many schematic changes going on and you're trying to get everybody to buy in, whether it's working or not, whether the message is getting through or not. Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, they feel like they got to have buy in. And I think Griffin. I think Griffin was playing hard. I didn't see lack of effort from him. I just no, think, not at all. You know, he had two and a half sacks. I thought he played pretty good the last couple of weeks. Uh, but, yeah, it wasn't what they thought. And, you know, I, I think they probably – maybe they feel pretty good about Gregory coming in and Anai coming in and, and seeing what they can do. I don't, I don't know if they view it like, oh, we're just going to – you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't view this as a tank move. Uh, if that's what fans are wondering, no, I, I, I just oh, I, I don't see, see that. I, yeah. I mean, if you, if you're going to get the same effort and you're going to get the same somewhat production out of out of um, Gregory and Ane, anybody else who wants to step up, why are you going to pay additional three million dollars for it? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's pretty it's pretty simple, right? If he's if he's not going to be a dominant force, I don't need to pay dominant force money. I mean, and when you look at it, that's that's pretty simple. If I'm going to have to deal with the lack of production from what I feel like I'm the, the value that I'm getting, right? The value proposition. What am I getting for what I'm paying for? If I don't feel like I'm getting my full value and I'm going to have to deal with somebody who's who has a veteran and who's very opinionated against the regime of what we're trying to get accomplished, it's not worth the headache. It's not worth the headache and it's not worth my money. So guess what? I'm going to cut bait. And that's what it was. Hmm. Heckman? No, I mean, they said it all. I, I believe that that's, that's the way. And you, you got to... Um, You've got to applaud uh, the front office for not staying the course on this. You you have to go in a different direction and getting these younger guys involved and and having an evaluation on Bradley and I uh, finding out where Randy Gregory is. I mean, we've heard the reports coming out of uh, the star that Randy Gregory is is back and he's in good health he's in good mental health and so now it's time to unleash this guy to see exactly what he's going to be in the future for the cowboys and if and if everson griffin was in the in the way of that then you had to do what you had to do and and i like i said kudos to them for not staying the course uh with everson griffin or any of the players that are not being productive even if if you're looking at this like oh they're trying to to tank or whatever i think it's just a, a matter of saying we can't stay with a guy that's not giving us the production that we're paying for and heck i think it's just the opposite right i think i know we've talked about it yesterday about how this feels like this team is just absolutely completely terrible and there's no momentum there's nothing positive going on but to the point and it, i know it sounds crazy but it's true they're still 
in it. <laughs> they are right, still yeah, in right. it, and there's still an opportunity to turn the season around. So if you are still trying to establish a culture, if you're still trying to get momentum going in the right direction, and you still have an opportunity to, to accomplish all your goals that you set out aside from records, guess what? You fig- you try to get this thing back on the tracks because you're, because you're still in the game. This is an annulment. They annulled the relationship. Yep. <laughs> now, whenever it comes to the, the defensive line and, and having Randy Gregory and Bradley and I kind of get those snaps. Now, I'm not super hopeful because, one, Bradley and I didn't get those snaps whenever Randy Gregory wasn't in the fold. Anyways, two... Uh, Randy Gregory coming in, he only had six snaps last week, but I, I'm not too worried about that just based off the fact that looking at this coaching staff and the way that they've handled players coming back either from injury or I guess now suspension, they've kind of eased them back in. I mean, Leighton Vander Esch saw 32 snaps his first game back, and then he saw 97% of the snaps the other day against Washington. So he was back in the fold completely after one game of kind of getting that warm-up, that tune-up. So I think overall you're going to see Randy Gregory a whole lot more. You're going to see 94 in the ball game, and hopefully that bookends what Demarcus Lawrence is doing on the other side of that that defensive line. Now, we do have to get to this Tom Palacero report because it's significant, especially since it's a couple guys we've specifically talked about over the last couple of days. So Palacero on Twitter said the Cowboys have informed defensive tackle Don Tari Poe and cornerback Daryl Worley that they'll be released if Dallas can't trade them today per sources. Big changes to continue <laughs> for Dallas. So of course, this is just reports. It's nothing that, that we've seen outside of just sources. So Tom is a great reporter. He's somebody that's that's absolutely a respected voice in this business. However, if we see this happen today, are you guys going to be surprised, relieved? What's the feeling around it, Rob, whenever it comes to the reports that are happening and what could potentially unfold here in the next 24 hours? Well, if it is accurate, I, I'm sure the Cowboys love that report getting out there as if they're trying to get right. trying to trade value play, right? for, for players. Good, yeah. Yeah, good luck um, with that. Yeah, that didn't work. Yeah. I you know, we'll 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 see what happens. I'll, I'll say this. I mean, I think when you look at just snap counts, and you mentioned Griffin, by the way, you know, if you want to be skeptical about it or a little cynical about it, Gregory gets six snaps, Griffin gets a lot of snaps and gets traded two days later. You know, you're trying to sh- maybe you're trying to showcase him a little bit, uh, you know, in that situation, even though I think he probably played what he normally plays. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Gregory's going to play more going forward. As far as Worley and Poe, uh, look at the snap counts, man. You know, uh, Worley gives up an 80-yard touchdown to Christian Kirk. He's benched. He's played, he played two snaps last week. Wow. Dontari Poe, his playing time has dropped consistently the last three games. It's the lowest snap t- counts he's had in the last three games. Justin Hamilton had more snaps at defensive tackle than he did last year. Whether they're here or whether they're not here, uh, they're, they're being phased out of the rotation, basically. That's what we're seeing. Smaller doses for Poe, who started all seven games, but Worley wasn't a factor last week. So they're giving other guys opportunities, whether they stay on the roster or not. They're, based on production... They're making moves there on defense and, and putting new guys in there, young guys, guys that are unproven, but yeah. just to see something different and see if it works. 
That's the that's that uh, the writing is in on the wall. Pretty much you, you, when guys are starting to get phased out and their rotation of young guys are starting to come in. And we've been talking about that, just the competition factor for this D line to try and get a spark. And that's where you see young guys like Hamilton. Uh, you, we started to see uh, your young guy like Gallimore also get more time. I mean, I believe he started. But in the instance of just going back to Everson Griffin, man, I don't think that there's ever been a captain that's got cut. He was a captain yeah, last week. That's, 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 I think that was the weirdest part about it, but I don't believe that anyone is surprised about Poe or Worley. I mean, Worley has been on, I mean, just call him the usual suspect, though, on a lot of these big plays and just miscommunications uh, in the backfield and DB room. And, and, and they're pointing this out to the guy, and every week he's still giving up these big plays. So, mm-hmm. He's, it doesn't surprise me, doesn't shock me at all, but at the same time, Tom Policero didn't do us any favors by leaking it because now no one's going to be – I don't think anyone would be willing to trade for either of those guys, so uh, probably them being released outright. And, again, we don't know if these if these are, uh, claims are valid uh, at all, uh, so let's just see. And, and, look, and you also – you're right, you don't know, um, but, you know, as many injuries as there are around the league – you just never know. You never know what a That's team true. might need, potentially. I mean, the injuries, it's not just the Cowboys. It's not just the Eagles. There's a lot of teams hurt right now. Uh, so you just you never know. Isaiah, I'm curious to hear from, from your perspective as a former player. What are those days like whenever you hear a report like that? And, of course, Pelissero's just doing his job, and he's hearing what sources are telling him. But now, the, now it gets back around to the players, <clears throat> especially if it's true. Worley and yeah. Poe have already been told about this. So what is that day like? I mean, we talk about bubble guts. I couldn't even imagine. Uh, well, from, from my personal experience, I've never been uh, traded. Um, I've been released at the end of camps, but I've never been traded in the middle of a season or anything like that. But what I can tell you is what happens in the NFL, and this has been going on for a very long time and it seemingly hasn't changed. Whenever there is something amiss, right? Whenever there's something about to go down, right? Whether you're getting released or traded or whatever, guess what? Your, your reps kind of start just kind of just 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 falling away right your reps kind of just start disappearing and as we're talking about these guys reps getting cut back and and you know this is what's happening and and they always tell you i can tell you know i've been cut before they say hey oh you know we're just we're getting the young guys some reps you know we just want to just want to get those guys (laughs) exposed a little bit it's it's always the same it's always the same reason oh you know we just want to get the young guys some reps you know see what they look like on film uh you know you know we we know what you can do you know we only let you let you let you rest a little bit it's always the same. That's what they tell the players all the time. And what mm. really is what, what what really is happening is in the, in the meeting room they've already made their decision, right? And if Worley, if the if the if the <clears throat> if the statements are true that Worley and Poe have been put on notice, and guess what? They won't be at practice today. Yeah. Um, they won't be at practice because you can't have you won't have two guys who are probably disgruntled now. You won't allow them to come back in the building. So um, the fact that that it seems like that statement has some that that report has some merit because if they've been informed that, then you also heard the second part of that is that they will be released today if they can't get a trade. Why is that? Because we can't allow you to come back on this team in the building because now Mm -hmm. there's going to be issues. um, and We don't want you to have those issues in the locker room. It's definitely a, uh, an interesting time around this Cowboys team. And I, I, Agree with Rob where I don't see the Everson Griffin move nor either one of these uh, moves that would uh, potentially happen over the next couple of days. 
to see it, I don't see it as a trade scenario or a tank scenario, rather. I don't see it as tank moves overall. And we're going to talk about that a little bit in the third segment because I've got a bold prediction whenever it comes to the Cowboys and their personnel changes in a positive manner. I'm not going to talk negatively about anybody. It's a positive thing. So I've got a bold prediction about it when we come back in the third segment. However, after the break, we've got some matchups to preview whenever it comes to this Eagles offense and the Cowboys defense. We'll talk about it when we come back next here on Talking Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Delicious Back to Talking Cowboys. Oh, it's a Wednesday edition here of Talking Cowboys. Welcome back in to the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Speaking of the SWBC Mortgage Studios, we've got ourselves a pretty fun show tomorrow. And I can't say a whole lot about it, and I can't say the specifics, but I can say that uh, you want to tune in tomorrow, 9-15, there's going to be some some fire, and let's just say there's going to be some ice at the same time whenever it comes to our show tomorrow. Uh, teasing that one pretty heavily as we head into segment number two here. By the way, whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting playbook and appointment at your local Essilor experts and find the perfect Essilor lens for you. See more, do more. Essilor, as Isaiah once again does his Essilor lenses at the bottom of the screen. Isaiah, stand back, Rob Phillips, Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeomans, and Guys, we got to preview this uh, 
This Cowboys Eagles matchup, and I wrote this. I wrote this in big picture yesterday. Uh, but it, usually, whenever there's a battle for first place between the Eagles and the Cowboys, it's a prime time matchup, and it's still going to be in prime time. But it's it's a matchup that everybody has to tune into because it's the rivalry. There's the pedigree. There's the history between these two teams. But this time, there's a combined four wins between the two teams before uh, before they meet on Sunday. But Heckma, whenever you look at this, <laughs> what week uh, are we in? Yeah. We're in week eight, exactly. We've had seven games, and there's a combined – or 14 games, I guess, between the two, and they've combined for four wins. So, uh, whenever you look at this this offense for Philadelphia, Carson Wentz, and then it's a bunch of injuries, if we're being honest, all the way through. What what scares you the most whenever it comes to the Eagles on the other side of the line of scrimmage? Yeah, obviously what scares me is their running game because we hadn't been able to stop anybody. And even with the injuries that they have, it's they they mirror us as far as the, the injuries that they've had to their offensive line. And so they're playing with a bunch of backups. But, you know, this is a rivalry game. So throw all the records out because it's, it's Philadelphia and Dallas. Right. And I'm still I'm still ticked off about what happened last year, man. Uh, We had an opportunity to win the division, had everything to play for, and we lost that game. So I had – this is a game that I definitely had circled. But Coach Peterson is going to have his offense ready to go. They deal with a bunch of formations that I believe that's going to give our defense uh, some problems. You guys talked about it in his film study, and Isaiah eloquently laid it out, you know, just the way that they spread teams out. Um, Carson Wentz is a 2020 version of himself uh, right now, and – it's just it's not good. He's uh, has 10 turnovers so far. And I think that is the one thing that's costing uh, this team. But he still has the moxie to bring these guys back, as you saw last week uh, against the Giants. But as far as a, a matchup, it's Richard Rodgers, the tight end. I mean, even though Ernst and Goddard are, are hurt, they still have a tight end that could give us problems. And so there's a lot of that. There's uh, the, the, the guys, uh, Greg Ward um, and Fogum. The, the other receiver, those are possession guys, but they still have the ability to stretch the field. So for me, I just want to see where the Cowboys are going to apply that pressure because on that offensive line, like I said, they have a bunch of guys that are hurt. So collapsing the pocket and hopefully getting, getting turnovers from Wentz is going to be the key to this game. Uh, yep, I agree, Heck. Um, and if you guys haven't seen the film room with myself and Kyle, you guys need to go check that out so you guys understand what Heck is talking Excellent. about. Uh, go to the website. Um, but you know these guys, their running game is is nice. Um, they do some they do some odd stuff, man. They got they do some stuff I haven't even seen, and I've been around for a while. Um, I, there's there's a play yesterday that we showed where they pulled the left tackle and the left guard and just gashed just gashed Baltimore. It's just it's crazy the type of stuff they're doing. But they want to spread you out. Um, the area that we've had issues and the thing that we put on film uh, in week one against L.A., which was misdirection, right? You remember L.A. came out and they were running bootlegs and naked left and right, and our linebackers are. Super super aggressive right we know our our linebackers are super aggressive they want to play downhill they want to come hit you and now teams are running misdirection running motions across the formation running slide routes with running backs coming underneath the line of scrimmage and are now Jalen and those guys are looking now they're second guessing themselves they know that they're aggressive they're cognizant of that and now all of a sudden they're seeing motion now they're like "Uh, I can't do what I really want to do and it's messing them up man they're getting all kinds of confused and this team is going to be no different they're going to run misdirection they're going to spread you out they're going to try to get our defense to go across the whole 53 and a half yards of this field. And they're going to try to run right up the middle of this, of this defense where we've had issues all year long.
Man, heck, that game last year in Philly, that seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it does. We had Dak right? Prescott. We had fans in the stands. 2020, man. Oh, uh, <laughs> you, you, guys are, you, guys, you guys are right on. Like, uh, the, the matchup that concerns me is Boston Scott for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, running back. Uh, and Miles Sanders has been really productive when he's been in there, but he's injured. And I don't, I don't think he's going to make it back this week. We'll see. I think he's getting six yards per carry before he got hurt. But Boston Scott, you talk, Isaiah, about exactly what has been their problem is stretching you vertically and, and uh, side to side where they've got to move laterally and in space. And you watch Boston Scott when he's had opportunities for them last year <laughs> and then last week against the Giants in the passing game out wide, out of the backfield. Yep. Uh, he kind of has some sprawls to his game where he can do a, yes, sir. A, a, a lot of different things for you, and he's tough, to, he's tough to diagnose and he's tough to bring down. And with the Cowboys' speed that we've seen defensively against a guy like Scott, I think that's going to be a matchup issue. They've got to be ready for him. Uh, and Wentz, it's not been a good year for him statistically, but I've been so impressed the last two games I've watched of him just battling out there with no offensive line. His top two tight ends hurt. Yep. All of his receivers hurt, except for some of the backups they've had in there. And he keeps grinding it out and fighting and trying to find a way, buying time with his feet. Um, they've yes. got to account for that. You know, it's, it's definitely not pretty with Wentz, but he's finding a way to get it done for them or at least keep them competitive. Hey, Rob, hey, and don't, don't be surprised if you see a heavy dose of Jalen Hurts. Don't yeah. be surprised because mm, this, yeah. this is a they they utilize him a lot against Baltimore and we have a defense very similar to Baltimore um, and a lot less talented obviously <laughs> so um, Jalen Hurts has come in and he's been very effective man so have your have your antennas up for him. I think you'll sure. also look at Carson Wentz in a different light at the end of this season than maybe you had previously because previously the the whole shtick around uh, around Wentz was the fact that he couldn't stay healthy one and two he wasn't necessarily a clutch quarterback but I think this year he's kind of turned that narrative around because like Rob said he doesn't really have a whole lot around him it's a very similar situation that the Cowboys are dealing with and Wentz in the final two drives of that game on Thursday night football went five of seven for 121 yards and two touchdowns in order to go back to back 70 plus yard drives to win that football game but they are two, four, and one. It's true. <laughs> it's true. They are two, four, and one. They, they, are, they are two and five. They suck. They are horrible. Also, all right. Okay. So okay. I, it's just, I have a hard hey, hey, time. Hey, 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 you put talking up the egg. You put some respect on the division leaders, okay? You no, put some respect on. I can't. I'm incapable. He's I'm incapable. East. <laughs> I don't think we're. I don't think we're hyping up the Eagles. I think we're noting what I'm is. I'm sorry, going to guys. Be. It just. I just. I just felt. I just felt that you know your the hype machine was starting to ramp yeah. up a little bit for the Eagles, and I just. I just. No. I wasn't no. having it. However, okay. it's still, All right. it's still going to be a tough matchup for this defense. Which I guess, yes. if you throw the the Allen Eagles out there, it might be a tough matchup for this defense right now. We don't know. <laughs> However. <laughs> That Kyle, stop! Uh, no, the Wakeland Wolverines, <laughs> yes. the Frisco Lone Star Rangers. Uh, <laughs> now, with that being said, you you look outside. And I, I mean, I've been really impressed with what the, the the Eagles have shown in terms of depth 
at wide receiver because you don't have Alshon Jeffrey. His, he's been out for a good amount of time. Yeah. Of course, John Hightower has been a draft pick, but really they also had Deshaun Jackson, who's on IR. They've had Jalen Rager, who's on IR, mm-hmm. and then Marquise Goodwin, who was their big addition this offseason, of course, opted out before the season even got underway. But Greg Ward has really stepped up for them. Travis Fulgham has absolutely stepped up. He's played fantastic. I- I'm interested to see yeah. what you guys think about the wide receiving core as a whole. He and is what a kind big of receiver. He is a huge receiver. And then also not to mention what they go up against matchup-wise with the secondary and how Trayvon Diggs and potentially Cheeto Awuzie would match up against these guys. And I think they match up well, guys, and especially for Trayvon Diggs, who, look, man, he has had the full gamut of every, I mean, just start from week one all the way through, he's had a guy in front of him that is capable of making those, making big plays and stretching the field. He just has to say assignment sound. He got caught with his hand in the cookie jar last week on that bomb. Uh, And I'm sure he's gone over the tape and, doesn't like that, but at the same time, Fulgham from Old Dominion is a dude that will stretch the field, field, uh, the field on you. And Greg Ward is a Texas kid. He just happens to play for the wrong team. He's also <laughs> a, a great possession receiver. They do a lot of good things. As a duo, they work really well uh, together. But they got a lot of other guys as well. I mean, Corey Clement, they're running back. He does a lot in the passing game. Um, and, 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 and as uh, Isaiah and Robert said, man, Scott, man, he's going to be a problem for us out in the flat. And mm-hmm. we've been susceptible in those areas. So look for Peterson to definitely try and expose us there. Yeah, as we look at when we talk about personnel, uh, Kyle, personnel wise, I think we match up just fine. Um, but it comes down to the scheme. And you know, our and our as we've seen on film, we like to run a lot of cover four. And the reason why our flats have been an issue is because in cover four, you have four guys that are now going deep into the coverage and you have three guys that you expect to cover yeah. 53 and a half yards. So yep. flat routes are going to be open all day long. And if you decide to try to have that that corner try to squat on that, right, in terms of like a cover two type type setting, well, now you have a hole behind him, right? So we have yeah. to figure out we have to figure out what we want to do scheme wise, um, but personnel wise, I think we're fine. Um, but Mike Nolan, what, what are you going to do this week, bro? What, what would you do <laughs> scheme wise? What would you do in order to switch that up from a cover four into whatever you're going to do this week against Philly? Oh, I'm playing. I'm playing press man, or I'm playing three. All day long, yeah. I'm going single high safety. I'm not allowing a team to run the ball on us. Um, you know, we've had guys beat us, but these guys are not the guys that Diggs, has, Diggs and company has faced this year. Um, they're not. I mean, you still respect them because they're in the league. You still respect them because they, you know, they, they're starters right now. But these aren't their main guys. These aren't their guys that, that they're expecting to beat you every single play in, play out. Um, so I like our percentages in that regard. What I don't like our percentages on is our defensive line, right? And I, and I, I think even with going, they're going to go, these guys will go four wide to one side. I mean, these guys, they're going to do some crazy stuff, man. They'll put four right. receivers on one side and one on the other side and empty you out. Oh, and by the way, Jalen Hurts is, is one of the receivers or he's at quarterback and, and Hurt and, uh, and Wentz is one of the receivers. So, I mean, they're going to they're gonna try to do some things to you. So why not just match up and just and challenge your defense, challenge your secondary to say, hey, we're going to put you guys in a position all week long. We're going to practice. We're going to practice this. And our challenge to you is can you stick these guys man to man? When you when you call out a competitor, a true competitor, and you let him know – the week in advance that hey this is going to rest on your shoulders we're not going to go zone defense we're playing man all man. game long it mm-hmm. rests on you guys will step up because nobody wants to be embarrassed man if these guys are true competitors which i believe most of them are 
And hopefully you get Cheeto back this week, and hopefully that helps you. It's yeah, just it's another veteran, to, you know, to go back there and try to cover these guys. Sean Lee also. No, I like that. that. I like that too. Isaiah. No, I like that, Isaiah. I like the fact that, you know, press man, cover three, all of those things. You want to give your guys an opportunity to make plays, put a hat on the hat. I call it cat coverage. And these guys can play that coverage on these set of receivers. What I want to see from this defense is when you get punched in the mouth, what do you do? Right? This open and drive, because that's what's been the MO of this team. If something bad go happens, the whole thing goes downhill. There's going to be some adversity in this game. How are these guys going to step up in that? Because you know that you are going to have to make a play defensively, especially if you have a rookie quarterback. Yeah, got to get off the field. I think part to your point. I think a lot of what's happened, you know, it can be demoralizing when they when you get run on early and often, and you're on yeah. the field a lot. And I think it, it, it has a it has a snowball effect as the game goes on. I think that's what's happened too. They've. To, to Isaiah's point, up front, they've just got to be more stout. I, I know the kind of the personnel is what it is, uh, yeah. but if they don't stop the run, um, they're going to struggle against every team they play the rest of the way. They've, that, yep. To me, that's been the, the biggest problem they've had. That's what Jerry Jones talked about yesterday and, and what he said whenever it came to, hey, personnel changes are going to be coming because we have to stop the run. And maybe that's what that is. Maybe it's just getting guys in there like Bradley and I or Randy Gregory or a Justin Hamilton <laughs> or a Neville Gallimore who want to play and who want to have those kinds of snaps. Well, they're going to have a chance against a running game like the Philadelphia Eagles with also a banged up offensive line on the other side of the football as well. So, before we go to break, if you're looking for something to change up your dinner routine, help support local Frisco businesses by choosing one of the Star District restaurants. For more information on delivery, takeout, curbside pickup, and dine-in availability, visit thestardistrict.com. And if you stuck around for this part or this long into the show, I'll reward you by saying this. You might want to go get breakfast at the Star District tomorrow. You just might want to go get breakfast because there's some really good breakfast spots over there. I can't, once again, can't say anything, but you might want to go get breakfast. Uh, We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up and continuing (laughs) previewing this matchup for Sunday between the Cowboys and the Eagles when we return here on Talking Cowboys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay? Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. 
Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Final segment here of Talking Cowboys here on this Wednesday. Glad you're with us. And, of course, join us for breakfast tomorrow, each and every day, but especially tomorrow, 9-15, because of Mike McCarthy pushing our uh, pushing our show up. But we'll have some fun tomorrow out in the cold. Oh, wait, wasn't supposed to say that, but I'm going to say it anyways. All right, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeomans. And, uh, Isaiah, I'm curious because uh, you, you, we were just talking about Greg Ward, who's a quarterback turned wide receiver. Do you guys have a group text of quarterbacks turned wide receivers when they get <laughs> to the NFL? Do you guys like have any kind of talking mm. back and forth? Is there any any connection there between y'all two? Nah, not the only group mm. text I mean is just four three forty club. That's it. Just mm. four threes and under. That's it. Mm. Four threes <laughs> and under. Okay. Okay. That was a subtle flex. You you didn't even want to talk about our group mm. message at the same time. Mm. In our group, in our group, <laughs> not, a, not at all. It's yeah. <laughs> like that's not us. Yeah. Heckman doesn't no. run a four three. I'm sorry. You guys are in training. You guys are in training. <laughs> uh, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I mentioned this a little bit earlier whenever it comes to the personnel changes and some of the the roster moves that we've seen over the last 24 hours. And, of course, the Cowboys trading Everson Griffin. The report comes out about maybe Dontari Poe or Darrell Worley would be on the move as of today and how we don't really see that as a tank scenario. We don't see it as tanking moves. Well, I've got a bold prediction for you guys. We've only got like five minutes to address it. However... I think that the Cowboys are not done making moves like that of unloading talent, but I also don't think they're done in terms of bringing someone in. I think they might be trying to look for a defensive tackle. I'm not saying that off of anything that I've heard. It's just a gut feeling that we're. I'm saying it with my chest. Do you think that's a possibility to maybe go out and get a little interior line play or maybe try and find somebody out there that's available via trade without giving up too much? Nobody wants to touch that one. Yeah, Rob, Rob <laughs> saying no. Isaiah's backing up. Uh, I think I, there, there's always a possibility, right? Um, if the situation seemingly fits, but I think that I think this this front office is done with the veteran uh, projects, mm. right? For this year, at least, I think they they swung they swung hard, right? They swung with three three of them on the defensive line. Three miss. Uh, so uh, three misses, right? Which we thought were just, you know, sure shots. You thought they was just all day longs, but they weren't that. So I think now they're just going to rest in their in their young guys, and they're going to allow their, their their young guys to kind of you know spread their wings a little bit. I think if they do bring in another veteran at any position, I think it has to be on the back end, and yeah. I think it has to be a position. You know, it has to be a, a safety position that you just can't you just can't miss a safety or a corner. Uh-huh. A, big, a, big, a big splash. You know, I think yeah, you know, I there's, there's some names out there. Well, there's some corners out there too, right? There's some corners out there too. So, um, you know, there's there's just some sure guys out there that you don't really have to question whether or not they're going to be successful. And I think if you are going to make a move like that, those are the type of guys you go grab. 
Hey, Rob said something yesterday about, you know, the salary cap or whatever we do, it's going to have to be a salary cap friendly deal because of some looming contracts that we'll have next year. Sure. So I think, uh, you know, Isaiah, you're definitely right. Uh, it, they may be done at this point, but we still have to keep in mind, man, we are tied for first place in the tie. Yeah, tie for it's a three way tie for first place. But the trade deadline is next week, guys. Are we still the trade line? Yeah, November 3rd. Rob? Tuesday? Yes. Tuesday. Sir. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a lot of things that can happen in between now and then. So, Rob, what do you think? You may, you may be right, Kyle. You know, uh, <laughs> Jerry was asked, what, last Friday, would they be more in tune to, you know, make a move to bring in as the unload? And, and he said probably to bring in. But... We'll see. That was before the Washington game. I, I yeah, don't, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I, I have a hard time seeing them give up high draft picks before the deadline. You know, yeah. Now they, like Isaiah said, they, they might make a move. They might bring in somebody to help on the back end or defensive line. I think we've all kind of cited those as the two biggest needs. But, uh, you know, maybe, maybe there's a, maybe there's a somewhat minor move out there where they can get some help. And because it, ultimately they're not out of it. You know, and mm -hmm. they're and they're going to try to continue to compete. Uh, as Mike McCarthy tries to build this culture that we're talking about, build this program. Uh, so there might be an opportunity out there, uh, but I, I don't. I wouldn't foresee a Amari Cooper type uh, blockbuster trade coming up. I just I'd have a hard time seeing that. I think I think if something does happen, it comes from an organization that has that's known for hard work and diligence and in a strong culture. I don't think it comes from you know. I think I know like like Dunlap's out there. I don't think you go get Dunlap from Cincinnati. Right. You know, but you, but you talk about guys like Gilmore, you know, about making big splashes. Well, you, there's somebody you can get from New England because you know what they're coming from, right? You, you don't have to try to teach them to play hard. You don't have to try to teach them to work hard. Like they are coming from that already. So you can adopt that and try to have that enforcement on your team. Yeah. And I mean, the Jets are in that conversation for for a certain player mm -hmm. over there. I, I mean, you're not in that conversation. That was the opposite. That was the opposite yeah, of what I said. Was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I meant. Like the Jets are in the opposite of that conversation. Uh, yeah. So I don't disagree. I think you get the playing time for the guys who are here and the guys who you want to develop. And I mean. I, once again, Bradley and I, I just want to see more snaps. That's all I got. And maybe we get it this week. Maybe I finally get to see 56 active and, and rolling on that, that off of that edge. I, I hope that or I hope that comes to fruition this week. But that's going to do it here for Talking Cowboys. We'll be back tomorrow, like I said. Come get breakfast with us at 9.15. But for now, Isaiah Stanback. For Rob Phillips, for Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. Special thanks to Chris Beam in the back as well. Can't forget him. We'll see you tomorrow here on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!